The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. Welcome to Movies You Should See. This week we are doing one of Alfred Hitchcock's films. We're going to do Rear Window from 1954. I'm Alison Downing. I'm Richard Smith. I'm Craig Bevan. And I'm Mike Dawson. This is sort of two fingers to everyone who says that we won't do a film before 1990. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Well, we've, we've, we've skipped a decade here, haven't we, guys? Because like, the oldest film we've done prior to this was The French Connection in yeah. the early 70s, and now we've just completely bypassed the 60s. And to be fair, it was a decade worth bypassing because there's not much good cinema in the 60s. I agree. Um, we've just been, the way back to the 50s. We've just been discussing Easy Rider. That's about it, though. Yeah. I mean, well, no, even, th- even in the way that that was in no way relevant here. Yeah. You know, mm. it was a... a a 60s lifestyle in America sort of thing but as my dad said it was it was fairly irrelevant to growing up the son of a miner in Sheffield well to, to, to write off the decade completely is pretty silly there are some like you know psycho and stuff like that but most of the good stuff was done by Hitchcock yeah yeah <laughs> to be fair and this is the first Hitchcock the the man so amazing that he spawned his own adjective to describe films yeah brilliant yeah what else have we seen by Hitchcock psycho dial M for murder the, the birds, birds yeah. for murder, rope. Vertigo. I've never seen rope. Oh, rope's amazing, Mike. It's all done in one shot, the whole thing. Really? From start oh. to finish in the apartment. It's basically like a play. Exactly. There's only a very small cast, and <coughs> when they want to cut to a different character or create a new scene within a scene, they just go um, zoom in on someone's uh, blazer jacket so it looks like a fade to black and then a and move round to the left or the right to focus the next part. It's fantastic. Well, wouldn't you tell me earlier that um, the, the set of Rear Window is actually the biggest ever made in Paramount? It was, yeah, at the time, certainly. At the time, yeah. It was the biggest, um, for Rear Window, this is um, the biggest set ever constructed in Paramount. For those of you who don't know it, it's, it's set all in 
one chap's apartment. Well, let's go through the storage. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, you, you start with this guy, and he's got a broken leg from a car accident. Is that right? No, he's no? hit by a car. He's it's hit James by a car. Stewart. He's taking. A, yeah. He's a photographer, and he's taking pictures of a, a motor race. That's yeah. right. And yeah, he got right in the middle of the race, didn't he? And, yeah. yeah, and got run over. Ah, broken leg. So he's uh, he's now stuck in his room in this wheelchair and he can't go out because his leg's so busted up and uh, all he can do is look out the window to pass the time of the day because he's got no television no Xbox nothing no, like that no, no, no MySpace well no. no if he was on MySpace then he'd be sorted but all he does is he looks <laughs> out the back window and all you can see is snippets of people's life like you can see a little gap into the street where buses go past and people pedestrians are walking through you can see bits and pieces of people's windows where you get little snapshots of people's lives and the camera sort of pans around as if we are James Stewart's eyes and we look into all these people's uh, lives and um he uses his telephoto lens, doesn't he, as well, to... And his binoculars to... Yeah, to well, scrutinise. Just to look, at, to look into people. And just generally out of boredom, he does this. I was going to say, actually, if they did a modern remake of this, maybe, you know, it would be MySpace. Possibly, know, yeah. Rear Mike, URL. Mike, they did a modern remake of this. Did they? I'm going to tell did you they? something shocking now. It's quite okay. upsetting. It was starring Christopher Reeve. Oh, I do know this, yes. After he's in, accident. in the wheelchair. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh I caught like five minutes on TV the other night. It looked diabolical. A, a lot of the stuff with the James Stewart character is based around the fact that he won't be in a wheelchair for much longer than a week. Yeah. yeah. We join him. A week him, to go without yeah. cast on his leg, hasn't he? Whereas with Christopher Reeve, that's slightly more difficult to do. Hmm. Yeah. I think. He wasn't getting up in a week. Not really, no. And so I don't know how they did all this stuff. We should say at this point, Grace Kelly. Plays his girlfriend. Of course. The oh wonderful Grace Kelly. Beautiful. It's amazing. We're reviewing a film where everyone involved with it's dead. That's that's how old this film is. Really? Of course. I never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Hitchcock, James Stewart, Grace Kelly, all gone. The woman playing the nurse. Well, Probably. She, was, she was like in her 50s then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's dead now. Yeah. If not, well done. Well yeah. done. So he spends all day around the apartment looking out the window. Uh, every day the insurance company nurse comes by to see him. I like her a lot. Her dialogue's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And they all sort of see him looking out the window and they're telling him for a long time that it's bad, you shouldn't be doing it. Do you know how many years you get for being a peeping Tom? And all that sort of thing. And he's sort of... combination of peeping Toms. As he sees more and more... And he drags us into it. He drags everyone around him into it as well. There's some fast, fantastic establishing shots as well, though. You know, it'll, the way the camera sort of zooms in and out and pans across, it's amazing. And then you're following the particular person that he's following. And Well, it's not, the, it's not the opening establishing shot, but the second shot in the film is a wonderful combination of both a pan a track and a zoom like they come you know combines three so different way it looks at the photo of the cars and stuff like that yeah, and, yeah, and, and then in in that brief sort of 15 20 seconds you know exactly what's going on well the hitchcock i mean maybe we should talk about hitchcock for a little bit the uh hitchcock believed that a film should be able to run on mute and you should be able to understand exactly what's happening mm. at any given point in the film. He said a good film will run on mute, and that's that's it. He also, he, he, there's a lot of famous quotes from Hitchcock. Uh, he said that, um, what was it? 
the ideal run <laughs> a film should never run longer than a human's bladder can stand. Um, <laughs> uh, Something Martin Scorsese could learn a thing <laughs> yeah. from. Yeah. Um, it was nearly twice. Or it was nearly twice during The Departed, really? wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, just don't go in with a drink for long films. Well, that was it. I knew it was a long a one, so I only got a regular drink. But Just don't get a drink. It no. nailed me. Oh, dear. It was terrible. I got a hot <laughs> dog as well. But wasn't The Departed good, though? Wasn't it good? <gasps> Amazing. I think we'll great. definitely be doing that one. Yeah, right, I need to see it soon. Everyone watch oh, Craig, that. It's a fucking awesome film. Most. If I can, I might go tomorrow. Go tomorrow. Yeah. Make the time. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. Other quotes from uh, Hitchcock: the um, was it a film I love scene like a murder and a murder like a love scene, um, things like that. And uh, was Hitchcock uh, the, around long enough to have been making silent movies? Or am I saying something ridiculous there? Um, I don't know that much about his earlier stuff. I know that like the stuff that he did, the first few films he did were in England. Um, and there's one on his list of film his filmography which is listed as um, unfinished, uh, not finished. Uh, because the studio in England shut down and then he got into the American studios and went over the pond and got paid a lot more like every other great British director does. Um, <laughs> yeah, the num- His first film was num- number 13 in 1922. Unfinished. Unfinished. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Um, 1922, yeah, so not quite that old. but So the next one, which was finished, was 1923. So, yeah, he's been going... <laughs> Yeah. So well, I suppose as a child he would have seen silent movies. I'm just trying to think, would, yeah. you know, with, with you saying that he believed every film should be able to run on mute. Mm. I would it just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. echo back to that. Yeah, I would imagine it does, yeah. too long before. Maybe silent films had some sort of effect on him because they did do that. I think it's mm. amazing he said that because the soundscape in this film is fantastic. Oh, it's good, yeah, yeah. Mm, and, and it's completely diegetic as well. Diegetic, what a great word. That was the word I couldn't read on IMDb last night. <laughs> oh, right. Meaning yeah. completely natural in its um, <clears throat> just organic <laughs> being there. So people are playing music in their apartments, there's sound from the traffic, um, there's telephone noises, and that's it. It's just purely So that is, that is worth a tick, can... isn't it? It is really yes. a big tick. tick. With yeah, a marker that's... pen that goes through to the next page on your clipboard. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. That kind of squeaks with a the sound on a, on a white That's board. the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think the, yeah, the digestic meaning, yeah, everything within the story space, so score and uh, um, any kind of a musical accompaniment or uh, that sort of thing is non-digestic sound. Um, but I have a soundtrack to my life every time I wake up. But I do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other, other great quotes from Hitchcock, and I'm just reading off the screen now, but like, uh, drama is life without the dull bits. I really like that. Um, <laughs> to me, Psycho was a big comedy. It had to be. <laughs> and this is a really good one. There is no terror in the bang, only an anticipation of it. The man's a fucking genius. He yeah. knew exactly, he yeah. knows his yeah. shit, he knows what he's doing, and very clever. Oh, this one's great. There is a dreadful story that I hate actors. Imagine everyone hating Jimmy Stewart or Jack Warner. I can't imagine how such a rumour began. Of course, it's possible, it, it's possibly, it may be possibly be, be because I was once quoted as saying that actors are cattle. My actor friends know that I would never be capable of such thoughtless, rude and unfeeling remark and I would never call them cattle. What I probably said was that actors should be treated like cattle. (laughs) (laughs) Hitchcock is a personality in himself. His film, you know, you you watch a Hitchcock film. It's, you know, it is one of those directors who... There's another one there I enjoy playing the audience like a piano. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, he does. Yes. The man, it's fair to say the man was a genius. What he's Definitely. fantastic at doing in this film is making <clears throat> our eyes, Jimmy Stewart's eyes, and yeah. really pulling him into, uh, pulling us into this experience of him watching these um, little the vignettes empathy of going the central on. character. Yeah. Being em- we get as nosy as he is. Empathetic. Mm. <laughs> we get as nosy as he is we want to be looking in those windows and see what's going on mm. and we readily accept where his train of thought's going in terms of what he's perceiving he's seeing we're there believing the same things it's mm. been done in the Simpsons has it? it has yeah. there was an episode when Bart breaks his leg has to stay in all summer Starts looking out of his window and thinks he sees Ned Flanders kill his wife. <laughs> we even have the well, scene with Lisa going into the house and then Flanders comes home and he's watching the whole thing happen. It's brilliant. Uh, see, well, that, that obviously uh, sort of unleashes a bit more of the story. As he's, you know, gazing out the window, checking out people's lives, he suddenly suspects something's wrong because he sees this uh, guy... And his wife's living there as well. She has this guy take three trips out, isn't it? With mm-hmm. like a suitcase. A sample all case. All very late at night. The sample case. All very late at night and all very suspicious. And then he doesn't see his wife ever again. Mm. So that's it. His concerns get, you know, he's concerned. And then he's like, ooh, what's going on here? Ooh. So he gets the nursing to have a look and Grace Kelly as well. And so he then thinks that he's killed his wife. Sorry, a, a conceit that you have to sort of like um, take along with this film is that uh, you know none of it could have happened if anyone had invested in some curtains. Really, he, well, it's hot. Why would you have it's, your curtain shut in this heat? Yeah, uh, well, In fact, it, we've established they, they show it's the like temperature, don't they? Degrees, yeah. Yeah, they keep it. flashing over the temperature gauge. Yeah. Mm. So we know it's boiling, but it, even people sleeping outside upon their balconies because it's too hot to sleep inside. Mm. They're a little weird couple with a, a dog that they lower down in a basket. Yeah. I love that. Presum- I think that's excellent. <laughs> Presumably because they just can't be asked walking the little thing. Mm. But um, odd little couple up there. Who else is living there? There's well, Miss Lonely the, Heart. Miss Lonely Heart. Yeah, that's crazy. She's a fantastic the- little <clears throat> character. It's a little story. It's such a voyeur. It is the definition of voyeurism, really. Um, And all of these liars that you look in on, like the yeah, that and the the party guy and the ballerina. Miss Torso. Yeah, Miss Torso. uh, The new um, newlyweds. Newlyweds as well, who've got the blinds shut Mm. um, because they're obviously romping away all the time. Um, Romping, romping like (laughs) a pair of of saucy rabbits. What? Yeah, and you've got loads of little subplots, but they're all done voyeuristically, which is crazy. I like the way as well, um, <clears throat> you pick people up in the middle of what they're doing. It's never like, um, we'll pan to this window and cue the young lady coming through. It's always, she's in the middle of doing something, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's so realistic in that sense. Well, it doesn't waste any time, you just straight in, and you get yeah. what you need to know. As you said, drama's life without the dull bits. Yeah. Mm. And that's exactly what he does. It's so clever. I can't, yeah, so. just, oh. I've just found. I've just sorry. I've just found another quote. I've got to give you here. This is the last one I'm going to give. But when an actor comes to me and wants to discuss character, I say it's in the script. If he says, "What's my motivation?" I say it's your salary. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like in uh, in North by Northwest. The one of the opening scenes is where Cary Grant walks through the lobby of his building that he lives in, and that was actually filmed in the building where Cary Grant lived in. 
So he asked Hitchcock for some direction. And he said, I'm not going to direct you how to do this. You've walked through this hallway a thousand times. You know how to walk through the hallway. Just do it, please. There's a quote here. Cary Grant is the only actor I ever loved in my whole life. (laughs) If it gets cold enough. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Oh, sorry. Cartoonists have the best casting system. If they don't like an actor, they just tear him up. Brilliant. (laughs) If only we could do that. Don't be an actor. Don't get torn up. I'm talking bollocks now. Absolute rubbish. Shall I rescue um, this? Rubbish um, is yeah. you were saying about the first 15 minutes you're awake, you're actually insane. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably around right. Extend it a few hours and we and Maybe. Let's look at yeah, the rest of his neighbours. There's um, Miss Tarso, she's a ballerina. She's constantly got good-looking, well-heeled men around her all the time who are in her apartment. She's seen kissing one of them. And at one point he compares his girlfriend, Grace Kelly, to her. She said, well, she's not in love with any of them. They're having issues in their relationship. Major issues. You see, he's this downtown sort of two-room apartment kind of photographer, travel all around the world kind of guy. Lives out out of a bag. Lives out of a bag, yeah. And she's the high society New York hoity-toity, well-to-do sort of type. Socialite. Socialite, that was the word I wanted. I prefer so this is hell though. for him as well, you know, especially because he's used to all his travelling around and then he's just stuck in this room with mm. a broken leg. Everything seems to be amplified for him. He wants to go off travelling, he wants to marry her, but he wants her to go. And he's coming to the realisation that she does not belong in the jungle. She, does, yeah. she doesn't how, belong how in it, dangerous situations. How it required a revelation... To, to come to that conclusion that uh, Grace Kelly does not belong in a jungle. I don't know. <laughs> you know you'd have kind of took, taken one look at her and thought, nah, bitch, you're staying here. There's no way Doesn't that you're going anywhere. Doesn't she look amazing in this film? Yeah, yeah. She's fit. She fit. Most beautiful woman ever. Um, her costumes in this are where the costume money was spent. Well, yeah. Because James Stewart's just in a set of pyjamas all the way through, but her dresses are absolutely awesome. Exquisite, aren't they? Jaw-dropping stuff. She's just... Oh, beauty. She just sucks you in. Mm. Lovely woman. I have to say, I was was very impressed, because I watched watched this for the first time last night, and I've never never seen this before. I've seen other Hitchcocks before, but a long time ago, and I was was quite impressed with... Because I'm usually put off older films for the reason mainly because the performance style in older films kind of drags me out of the cinema a bit kind of drags me out of the film because i don't find them terribly naturalistic or you know there was this kind of there was almost a theatrical way of acting yeah back in back in older films like pre-1970 thank you my dear i don't give a damn yeah (laughs) orlando bloom still does it now (laughs) well again but for on a lar- much larger scale. And one of the things that I was very impressed with was the naturalism in this film. There is a oh, lot of... Spot on. Dull, you know, talking over people, um, yeah. uh, kind of rambling dialogue. People, uh, a couple of times it looks like they've actually blundered their lines. Like there's a bit where Grace Kelly like, stumbles over her own words. And it probably is a line blunder, but you know, only a filmmaker would be able to spot that. And but, it's, um, but it's naturalistic. But it's naturalistic. And they just carry on and they use the blundered take. I said, um, no one speaks perfectly. You know what I mean? No one... There are a couple of times with things like that and perhaps some camera work as well that you think the only reason that is in there is because they didn't 
get to see it right away. For example, when we do something, we've got the monitor there and we can play back what we've just shot. So if there's a camera movement that isn't quite as fluid as it should be, it jerks a bit, or someone stumbled over their lines and we didn't see it as we were filming it, we pick it up then and we just reshoot another take. Whereas when he was making this, everyone goes home for the day, they get daily rushes, and then to just do another take would require getting everybody back for the day. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, so there might, you know, for the little camera shake, the little stumble over a line, you just might let it go a bit begrudgingly. Well, I don't know because Hitchcock is one of the a, a bit of a crazy contradiction in the fact that a he doesn't necessarily lets people he leaves people to their own devices, like you know his flips his um, whimsical direction, and that you know he just allows people to get on with it, and you know and and tells uh, and was always annoyed by stupid questions from actors like you know what's my motivation in this scene where I'm kissing this gorgeous blonde woman? It's like it's fucking obvious. Your pants, your pants, yeah. <laughs> the um, um, but yeah, and, and contradictorily to that, he is a, he is someone who always liked total control over, and you know he hated on location shooting. He always wanted to shoot um, on set, so he had total control um, over the lighting and over the camera movement and everything else. So I think you know I don't know. It, it, it's an odd it's an odd mixture the way he does that, and it is to to put this. This is this is doubly hard to get into as a film I found because for, for starters you're in one location even though it's a massive location the most of the majority of the film takes place ninety nine point nine percent of it takes place in Jimmy Stewart's flat mm. um, and the only times it ever comes out is at the very very end um, a brief couple of shots are outside of that story space and B because it's an old film and because it's um, because it's an old film and it doesn't have the sort of snappier pace or, you know, just just the look of an old film will put me off instantly. And I don't, that's, which is quite odd, you know, just, just, no, I totally understand. I find it, I find it easier to get into a pretentious French film that's been made in the nineties than I do in an American film that's been made in the fifties. But I sat through it and I'm very happy that I did because it's a very rewarding film and the the payoff is especially rewarding towards the end. You see, the Um, look of the film is actually what makes me like this one the best. Really? I don't know what it is about it. It's it's something about this sort of idyllic view of 50s America where everything's quite quaint and it's very nice. And I don't know, in, in some ways it sort of drags me back to my childhood thinking of older Disney cartoons. (laughs) <laughs> when you used to see those on TV, it's just of a, a, a period of history like that picket fence America yeah. is it? This is downtown in an enclosed courtyard where people are living on top of each other. Mm. You know, we've got a real urban setting here. Uh, it's got no privacy. There, you know, this is the whole thing about this film. Especially, I think you know the the apartment where the musician lives, the composer. Yeah, the the apartment where we see Hitchcock as a guest one night that's all yeah. glass that guy's got no privacy his, his piano's there and he sits and we see him tortured we see him playing things fantastically we hear every note we hear every note every bum note as well yeah. it's like there are no boundaries between you and your neighbors Everybody's didn't you say face. earlier mike that um hitchcock actually directed everything from Jimmy Stewart's room. Yeah, everything from Jimmy Stewart's room. All of the other actors were directed through um, skin-toned earpieces um, in the other apartments cause, uh, so he could stay there and direct them over a microphone, um, over radio. I wondered how he'd done it. 
Yeah, it would take everything. a lot. Mm. It's just like, well, let's set up for this scene. Okay, I'm going to go wander over here for 10 minutes and then I'll be back and yeah. we'll, we'll carry on. And yeah, no, so he did it all via, via radio. See, that's pretty bloody early technology. What a genius. What, what a bloody genius. Mm. Really? Because you do sit there watching it thinking, how have they orchestrated how the, this? Yeah. This is 1954. You know, people were just discovering... Um, New fabrics that weren't itchy and rubber, you know, and he's doing this. Surely after discovering fire. still eating powdered egg, and he's directing people <laughs> all over this huge set. It's fantastic. Mm. Do you think yeah. they could have found a location that no. was exactly like no. that? No. Of course not. No. It, the proximity needed to be really, really close, and on set... The courtyard was actually below ground, as we could see it. Yeah. So there were we could see like four stories, but the notion was that there was six stories to some of the houses. So you couldn't have actually filmed it. They were filming things from the bottom upwards. I just don't mm. think you could have actually done Fair it enough. in reality. They had to dig it's quite, down. It's quite funny because me and Mike are actually sat in my room at the moment, looking, looking out, out the rear window. window. <laughs> <laughs> Even thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> It's Can you really see boring. Going on in the there's, there's, there's some leaves swaying. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some guy's cutting up his wife. Uh, can you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he does that every night, mate. Yeah. Does he? Yeah, yeah. God, he must have a lot of wives. Yeah, he's loads. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, the unspoken benefits of bigamism. Yes. Oh, yes. Bigamism. Oh, bigamism. there's a guy walking past bigamism. with blonde, bleach bigamism. blonde hair, mate. No, no. no. Sort it out. We're not <laughs> Simon Pegg. No, it's gone. Um, we, we, what haircut not to have with Craig and Mike <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this week on haircut you shouldn't have um, we were so, mullets mullets, mullets. No, mullets. sort it out a, there's shit. still lots yeah. and lots of mullets in Leeds lots yeah, of mullets in Leeds, mullets in Leeds. did you not doing? get the fact that there was a site set up calling saying the best mullets or something like that and we were all laughing at you <laughs> laughing <laughs> pointing <laughs> laughing <laughs> Sort it out. <laughs> Twats. Angry Craig. How's it going? No, he's... Bastards. No, he's not oh, no, he he's all right. No, he's all right, yeah. Okay, this is becoming rear window. Yeah. It's not bad that we can't <laughs> see anyone going past out the window here. No, no but yeah. you live in the middle of nowhere. We live in a thriving metropolitan. So, um, <laughs> we might <laughs> really called Burleywood Lane. Burleywood Lane. Burley. It's a bit like a holiday um, apartment, isn't it, really, where Jimmy Stewart is as well? You can imagine it being a holiday apartment, yeah, because it's so active and so busy. And well, I always found interesting is what you were saying about the whole uh, the idyllic notion of 1950s America, where <laughs> we know, you know we're not going to be seeing anyone burning crosses in their front garden and lynching people. But you know, it's all you know that <laughs> that nice white side of 1950s America yes. that yes. we all got to see, um, yeah. rather than all the shit that was going on. Um, it was but, back in the uh, days when living downtown was quite the done thing. Yeah, mm. um, but it was quite interesting. Was like that there was a load of um, uh, there wasn't many references to that sort of you know a sign of the times, as it were. There weren't that many signs of the times in this film, apart from when Grace Kelly says, "Of course, no woman would ever leave her house without a wedding ring," and, and stuff <laughs> like this, and and just like, well, I know women, and and talking like you know, definitely like feminine intuition and everything. All these she sort of knows references. women like her. Yeah, yeah, and there aren't that many women like her, no, so that's no. all right. She's got a very narrow notion of 
of what women are. And um, Jimmy Stewart's got a very wide notion, but isn't finding the woman that he kind of wants. No. Certainly not in Grace Kelly. But she's so fit, though. Yeah, you'd, you'd have her around, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd let her eat chips in your bed. You see, but as the film goes on, and as she becomes more and more adventurous throughout these dangerous situations, she does prove to him that she is, in fact, the woman that he wants. Does she, though? Yeah. Well, it shows that she'd do anything for him as well. It's not the same as going to Pakistan, though, is it? As he once puts it. No, this is what we get. When when, When she's in danger and he's on the phone to the police... He tells them what's happening, and then he's on about, you should have seen her, it was amazing, she was straight up in there. Yeah. And he's he's more taken by the guts that it took to do what she did than anything else. She did uh, do yeah, the but, old shimmying up the drainpipe thing, exactly. didn't she? And I climbing off that. the fire escape. Yeah, Contradictorily, was... though, you, you feel that half of her guts isn't because of guts, it's because of naivety of the danger of the situation i always got i kind of got that impression that she was just a bit thick really (laughs) Um, you know know, that she's climbing into this apartment you you know not because she's brave but but she doesn't really realize how stupid it is to do grace kelly fit but thick fit but thick and at the end she's reading that um adventurous book can she read and i was like yeah yeah she's really going for this life now and she puts the book down and picks bazaar back up She's That's not a changed final little nod. It's just a nice little. She's not changed at all. She's still more interested in a, in a fancy dresses and a nice pumps and a. Mike's just pointed out a quote. Yeah. Go on. Uh, another another Hitchcock uh, quote. Blondes make the best victims. They're like virgin snow that shows up the bloody footprints. I think it's quite good. <laughs> That's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> But they are, yeah. His, his films are riddled with blonde victims, isn't it? The damsel in distress and the sort of... Uh, well, that said, all of the, the, the heroics of this film, uh, your hero is wheelchair-bound throughout the whole film. I mean, we've, we've established early on that he's actually, you know, a kind of brave and uh, risk-taking kind of guy. But he is, throughout the film, wheelchair-bound. And... A peeping tom, basically, yeah. someone who's so bored that he has to look into other people's lives. So this isn't your typical archetype of the 1950s American hero. You no, know, this not is, at all. he has uh, his young lady friend over who he's not married to, and it is implied in several scenes that he's fucking her before <laughs> marriage. Which again, in 1950s America, is not a, not necessarily a good thing. You would do. Um, you would, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'd marry Grace Kelly if I thought I could fuck her back in the 1950s. True. Are exactly. you a prince? Get a divorce, I'll kill her. Yeah, or bigger eyes, bigger eyes, bigger eyes. <laughs> don't have to worry word. about Go with it. Bigger eyes. Isn't that? <laughs> I, I'm really. Sh- <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Did you not but, yeah. think that James Stewart was perhaps a bit old for her? No, because this is 1950s America. It's yeah. how it was done. Yeah. That's how it was done. You're married. That's how it was done, especially in the film. It's the American dream to be an old cranky man being able to fuck some beautiful young blonde. That's most yeah. dreams. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that was unique to 1950s America. I think that's most dreams of the old cranky ni- in, in the 50s man. I, uh, I wouldn't say. Yeah. Oh well. Is the, yeah, I don't dream about being an old man. Fucking no, a woman. I, don't I tend to dream about being, about being a young man fucking a, a young woman. But you know, a plethora, a, a plethora. <laughs> Usually, maybe two women at once. Maybe they're doing a bit with themselves. You know, these sort of things happen. What are they um, me to do? <laughs> <laughs> Why do they come to me to fuck? Um, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> oh, dear. 
Oh dear. Anyway. Camera flash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we can't really go into that too much. No, but it's great. It oh, great. Wait for that. It's wait, great. Wait for that. Camera flash. Bloody brilliant. You'll, you'll know what it is. <laughs> it's really good, isn't it? Yeah. It's a yeah. moment it's ace. of pure genius. It's just fucking brilliant. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> wait for that bit. Wait for that bit. We've reached the point where we can't really go on in much more detail without spoilers. No, and True. we don't want to spoil this one because no. I think there'll be a few people who haven't seen this out there, but they should definitely get a hold of it. Um, what other what other Hitchcock should we recommend? Definitely Dial in for Murder, Psycho. See, the only other, only other one I've seen is The Birds. Uh, it's good. Oh, I've seen The Birds, but the the, the it's marred by visuals, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, 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 the birds dangling bits of, of birds one. on strings <laughs> in front of their faces is very comic. It's not that much worse than the bats in the Goonies. No. Really? Right. It is that kind of thing. Yeah. It is that kind of thing. Isn't the birds bizarre because there's absolutely no explanation at all? There's nothing. It just happens. One day, Um, the birds rebel. That's it. That's it. They're not going to take it anymore. They decide they don't like blondes. I'm still waiting for the day when the cars rebel. I really want to see that. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) It might happen. It might happen. It might Mine. happen. Psycho, of course, is awesome. Yeah. The Lady Vanishes, I quite like that one. Never seen that, one. seen that one. That's a very early one, actually. That's a black Can you, like, white. get a box set of Yeah, yeah. You can. I think I'm about 60-odd quid. I think I might invest, you know. Mm. How many films are in the 60-odd quid box set? Uh, oh, something like 13 or something like that. You see, that almost makes it worth it, actually. It does. Yeah, well, you're talking about five a film, then. Really? I mean, you're talking like your 4.99 club, as long as all of them are corkers. This one, interestingly, is actually one of the lost Hitchcocks. Yes, um, I was reading that last night. Yeah, it's one of the ones which um, was released and then disappeared and never came back until the early 80s. Well, he bought the rights to leave to his daughter, uh, along with, what were the others? Rope and Vertigo, and mm-hmm. two more that I can't remember yeah. now. There it is, mm-hmm. 60 quid. 60, 60 quid. What's there. in it? You have got... No listings on Amazon.com. Thank you. Thank you, Amazon. <laughs> 14 discs. 14 discs. So I'm assuming uh, 13 films, 14 discs, because one of them is a bit special. A lucky dip of Hitchcock films. <laughs> yeah. For 60 quid. Yeah. Bollocks Literally to that. 60 quid. You see, I can't get those things because there's one I've got. I mean, inevitably, any big Hitchcock set will have Rear Window and Psycho. And I've got both yeah. those. So that's enough to put me off buying a box set. Ah, uh, right. I think. Craig's trying to magnify the image of the box set as we speak to try <laughs> to and read, read the, the titles. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> not aware that uh, pictures pixelate when you magnify it. And Shut up. You no, no Mike, just, just hit enhance. <laughs> hit enhance. <laughs> hit enhance and augment. I love that enhance yeah. button. The enhance button that you all Question. have. Question. When they do that in films, if it has the functionality to enhance, why is that not on by default? Yeah. Why do you need to switch it on? <laughs> why do you, you know, No, maybe people actually like to look at the pixels. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they the... just... What was a Hit that and enhance. I'd love that. Freeze that image. Magnify. It's VCR. Oh, shit. See, because that's one of those technologies you see in films that's not... Not only is it not here yet, but it is physically impossible. Mm. There is no way we will ever have that, ever. Mm. Well, Silly it is people. possible to it is possible to the ability that you know if you had so many megapixels, then you know you could 
Yeah, but there'd be no Mag- point because you, you'd be looking you at could a high magnet, quality yeah, image be, anyway. Yeah, you'd be looking. It wouldn't ever go pixelated, and then you enhance and it makes it sharp again. It's, no, that's that's okay. impossible. Okay, I'm just yeah, oh, Craig's hit enhance now. <laughs> He's, hit enhance. <laughs> He's hit enhance on the uh, Hitchcock box set, so maybe we'll find out. Um, you know, the, the complete listings are on play.com, Craig, if you're really that bothered. No, I've got to do He's it. He's got to do it through the enhanced <laughs> box set image now. It's, it's got to be done. Oh, um, it's just a, a fight. Oh. A fight to the death. A fight to the death between Craig and Amazon. Yes. I feel he will lose. I think he will as well. Shall we so, wrap up? Yeah, let's, let's call this one. There it is. Oh, he's, oh, he's got on. it now, go. and it's right. and it's it's still, it's still shit. shit, even <laughs> oh. with enhance on. Oh. It's still shit. Shitty enhance. Let it go, Bollocks. Craig. Let it go. I can't. I can't. Well, okay then. If if Mike and Alison talk, I'll find it. I'm, I'm well, gonna... Mike find it now as well. This is just descended into a pure bag of shit. I hope we realise this now. Okay, let's. <laughs> it's all let's, my fault. It's all my fault. Let's I'm wrap sorry. this episode up. Although right, it's okay. quite short, well, you know, we've gone quite short this week. Yeah, yeah, I think we have, haven't we? How long are we uh, doing right we've now? We've just passed, I don't know, about 35 minutes. There's another film we need to do, Rich, and that's uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Do you think we should do that? A family member dies and you insult me. What the hell is the matter with you anyway? There's a few we've got to do. We've got to do that. Rooney, get a grip. <laughs> yes, we do need to do that. This is Sergeant Peterson. <laughs> But I'll stop because I love those quotes far too much. <laughs> anyway, what the housekeeping have we got? Um, right, Me? you? I don't know. Why don't well, you? I, I, I I'm being paying attention. Sorry. Oh, Get over. Oh, we've got the, the podcast. Got the list. We've got, got the list. list. Got the list. Go on. Go on. Okay, you've got Vertigo, Blinding, The Birds, yeah. Rear Window, obviously, Marie, Marie, Marnie. 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 I can't read. Frenzy. Topaz. The Trouble with Harry. Uh, Torn Curtain. Psycho Special Edition, including a bonus disc of the Hitchcock Legacy. Uh, Family Plot. Saboteur. Shadow in Shadow Shadow of a Doubt. Doubt. And The Man Who Knew Too Much in Rope. The Man Who Knew Too Much. That was another one of the lost ones. I remember that now. He knew so much, though. Few of them. I've actually seen. There's, there was a good chunk there that I've not seen. There's a good chunk I've not even heard of. Well, exactly. Um, <laughs> well, I tell you what, you know we've got that little Amazon store on our website. I will put that box set on the front of it. So if anyone wants okay. to get it, do it. then do go it. ahead and do, do it. it. He's a genius. And we'd welcome the support as well. So then, go to Podcast Alley and vote for us there. We'd very much appreciate do it. that. Do it now. Do it now. Do um, it now. What else? Uh, other podcasts, if you like Star Trek, you'll love Make It So. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you like Star Trek some of the time, I think you should say, then you'll love Make It So. If, yeah. If you, if, if you like all of Star Trek in its entirety, you'll probably hate it. Because you spend a lot of the time slagging it off. That's very true. <laughs> only because you With love, love it. So check only that, because we love it. That comes out every Monday. Uh, make it so that's me Mike and Tristan and mm-hmm. you can check that out if you go to the podcast page on simplysyndicated.com also uh, my show do you think that's just bollocks it is bollocks the, it is bollocks that's the title there's an, <laughs> <laughs> shut up you're asking for it with that title mate yes I know you I know it's like all that, grown it's, up a little bit no it's like Van Damme making the film called Abominable it was yeah, really asking enough. for it or uh, Linda Florentino making Unforgettable 
Yes, it was forgettable. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, you, you're just asking for trouble with a title like that, Rich. That's fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. I'm not changing it, though, just for you. I might make my own. Just, this is ace. <laughs> but then again, it, that will be the ironic best also. podcast ever. Yeah, the yeah. best podcast. I think that's what you should do. They don't come better than this. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should have called it. I'm right. You're all or, wrong. Or you, Fuck yeah, off. Just, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you can tune into that one as well. Or you can tune into um, that one. All of them on the podcast page. Simplysyndicated.com slash podcasts. And as soon as Apple sort out my um, computer, then, yes, well, I'm going to get cracking, I promise, on the musical podcast to, um, the, the, yeah, yeah. Super. Promise is a promise, Craig. Promise is a promise. Yeah, but uh, as soon as this gets mended, it's still broken. Yeah. So I'm not happy about it. Bloody Max. Don't buy Max. Shh. Do buy Max. Shh. <laughs> 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 we buy don't speak like that on this show. No, we don't. We buy don't. whatever you want. Wash your dirty mouth out, you dirty, dirty man. Yeah. Um, yeah, how's your Windows box? It's working well, is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, better yeah. than this fucking piece of shit. That's no, fair not. enough. Yeah. It's <laughs> not, though. It's not it's the siren still stopped. Well, if your, yeah, yeah, not the siren's If your computer up. starts at all. Bloody hell. Let's not get into this fight. <laughs> well, my computer's lovely. And that's all it that is. matters. It is, actually. Thank Indeed. you. Um, so your face. Let's end this. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. MySpace oh, oh, page. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh. If, you, if you've just found us, if you've just discovered movies you should see, and yep. you'd like to hear some old episodes, yeah. if you go into ah. our store from yeah. our webpage, simplysyndicated.com slash movies you should see, on the right slash side movies of the you page, should see. What was that again? Forward slash movies Sorry. you should see. I didn't catch that. Did I say it too fast? Yeah. yeah. Is that what you, you're indicating to me here? Spell yeah. it. Simplysyndicated.com forward slash. How do you spell syndicate? S Y N D. I can't do it off the top of my head. <laughs> C-A-T-E-D. Thank you. Slash M-O-V-I-E-S-Y-O-U-S-H-O-U-L-D-S-W-E. Yay! God, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. On the right-hand side of the page, there's a button that says store. If you go in there, you can buy our birthday episode video. What's yeah. that, then? That's a video of it's our birthday episode. It's a bit self-explanatory, <laughs> I think. <laughs> And yet, old episodes as well. And, and there's um, a shit ton of, in, of them in there now. A what, like, a what? A shit ton. There's a like 24 ton. old episodes. You mean more like a ton of shit? <laughs> no. Shit. Some of them how are much, superb. How much does digital information weigh? I'm quite curious about that. Tons. Tons. Um, we're, right. We're okay, done. let's God, go. Send in stuff. MySpace page, movies, uh, myspace.com forward slash movies. You should see. I'm not spelling it's that It's all on the web page. Um... Yeah, yeah. So all the web page, just go to all the web page. All and everything it. you'll ever need <clears throat> is there. You don't need to go to another website. Well, no, you no. do actually. Oh, and come yeah. and join the forums as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Slag us off. Right. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to Real World. All right. Thank you. Da-da. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you.